Water Podcast. Welcome everybody to another episode of A Water with you obviously know me. My name is Martin Reza. I'm your personal water sommelier. And like always, I have Michael Masha sitting in Texas. Actually, Michael, today it's very cloudy here in Los Angeles. So how's the weather in Texas? Uh, we, we have nice weather. Hello, Martin. We have nice weather here. We just avoided a hurricane, the second one. It went a little bit further north, so it didn't affect us, but it looks pretty bad for, for Houston with some flooding. But we're good here. Weather is fine. And it was really amazing last night. I prepared for, for this site visit where we're going to, to Singapore. And I was thinking, this was about 12 hours ago, and I was thinking, you know, If this would have been in other times, I would already have been on the plane for six hours and flying another 12 hours to be in, in, in Singapore. And first I was telling myself, oh, that's really nice. You know, I can be at home and just talk to, to Singapore. And then when I fell asleep, I was thinking, who am I kidding myself? You know, I really want to go to Singapore. I want to eat the food there. So it was kind of a self-defeating thing. So... I'm looking forward to it. And Martin, do you want to introduce our guest? Yeah, definitely. But before we're doing this, I totally agree with you, Michael. We all know the Zoom calls. It's a great thing. And lucky us, we had the pandemic in 2020 and not in 1980. Like, imagine this. This would have been like a mess, I think, for businesses and everything. So lucky us, the technology is so far that we can, I think, like still work on it. But I can feel it on a daily basis. The personal connection. Is that what we all need as humans and what is very, very important? And I don't see that businesses will ever run just on Zoom. I think it's so important. I just had a, um, first I had a call with a lawyer and then I wanted to meet him. What is actually a positive thing? So a lot of people always saying like, oh my God, a lawyer, Martin, what did you do? So he's a positive lawyer, business lawyer, entertainment lawyer. So for me to help me grow in my profession as a water sommelier. So it's a good talk what I had. So we had a Zoom call first, but then I went to his home on Sunday night. And this personal connection is so much different than just a Zoom call via a screen. So I'm a big believer still in building relationships when I can connect to people, when I see the culture, when you see the city. And this is what you just said, Michael. Uh, we're all obviously looking forward to go to Singapore at one point. Because we want to discover as well the country, the city, the, the food scene, the obviously water scene. So that is always a very, very important impact to me. So it's not just about talking to somebody from Singapore. It's about being there as well. But again, today we can do it or we still can do it. We have a Zoom call with a very famous guy actually in Singapore because I just watched a video of him. He's a fellow water sommelier too. I'm very proud of him, I have to say, because he's a great guy. He's a very fun guy. He loves to move the industry to the next level in the Asian countries. He's not a typical water sommelier, or not, I don't even want to say a water sommelier. He's not a typical sommelier, but sometimes you would think like, oh, they're pretentious. They are very like, hmm, I don't know. They're, they're, they're coming over very teacher-wise. Sam, on the other hand, is like Mike and myself. Uh, we have a lot of fun. We like to talk. We are very uh, open-minded to everything what surrounds us. And therefore, welcome Sam Wu in Singapore. Hi, Martin. Hi, Michael. Thanks so much for the introduction. Uh, I don't know what to say. I'm very humbled by your uh, 
very kind comments. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me here. I'm very happy to be here. No, this is great, Sam. We are very happy that you're, that you're with us today. So first of all, I think the viewers who are watching this on YouTube will say right away, like, wait a minute, it says the water sommelier, and then it says, like, everywhere wish here. I'm thinking almost like, he is in Spain right now. So what is the connection with you and Vichy? Yeah, so uh, I'm the distributor for uh, Vichy Cafla in Singapore. Very proud to be. Um, you know, as you would know, this is a very special water. And uh, yeah, so um, it's my default uh, background for my Zoom calls, you know, when I do uh, you know, business Zoom calls with people. So I haven't changed it yet. But uh, yeah, so, so here you go with Vichy. <laughs> So, so okay. Yeah. So how much money are you getting from this, Sam? Huh? That you have all this fishy <laughs> blasting all over your Zoom call, huh? It's like Michael. Look, Michael is smart. He has, I would say, hundred different brands behind you. So you're getting paid hundred times, Michael, every time we're doing a Zoom call. Yeah, that would be nice, huh? Yeah. yeah. I don't even have one water in front of me. Many many brands I have. Many brands behind me. So I just want to mention, with, uh, we mentioned that Sam is a, is a water sommelier, but he's actually two water sommeliers, so to speak, because he graduated recently from the, the Fine Water Academy. But before that, he also did the, the Dermans um, water sommelier course. And to start off, I wanted to ask him a little bit, what, what do you see the difference between the two courses? You're probably the only person in the world that has done both courses. So how do you see the difference between the two courses? Because we get a lot of questions, you know, what are the difference between the courses? So I'm curious to, to hear what, what your take is on the, on the courses. Hmm. So um, both courses have uh, very different things to offer, I would say. So Dolman's, it's a very, it's a very technical course, I would say. Because like you are there and you're you're sitting together like side by side with the with the, with, the, with Peter you know from Dolmans and uh, in a small classroom and then you drink a lot lot many waters together and then you go through one by one bit by bit you know so very technical course so if you like if you're interested to really taste like what calcium is what magnesium is uh, how the uh, the sodium, the different levels of carbonation in the water, very scientific, you know, technical based. If I'm really more into that, then uh, the Dolman's one, um, I would say, uh, yeah, that would be that's that's a very useful course. Uh, for the Fine Water Academy, um, very different experience. It's definitely a more, um, um, I would say, business and marketing oriented kind of course. So if let's say you are in the business of water. Uh, you are a distributor or you are a supplier or you want to uh, sell water, uh, I think uh, definitely uh, the Fine Water Academy will be more useful. Yeah. Hmm. So we should do a joint together, obviously, huh? joint venture, <laughs> what it sounds ah, like. That would be the best of both worlds. Yes. Yeah. But I think it's great, Sam, that you're saying they are so different because we are big believers. The more water sommeliers are on the planet, the better it would be for the planet, I think. Um, yes. So I yeah. think it's great that Dermans and the Fine Water Academy are so different. Um, there are more schools, Michael, on the planet, but we don't hear so much from them. Sam, do you hear anything from the other schools where you can actually become a water sommelier or why did you choose now Dermans and the Fine Water Academy for yourself? So um, I think there are um, two or three more causes uh, water sommelier courses um, that exist, if I'm not wrong. I think there's an Italian one, but that's only available in Italian. 
you know. And then there's one um, in Korea. Um, and there's another one um, in China, if I'm not wrong, um, in Shanghai. There's another quite famous uh, water sommelier there. Um, I can't, just can't remember the name now. But um, um, yeah, so I think he's doing one there as well. So as far as I know, these are the only few options. And, and also, I think in Japan, uh, there are more like very technical ones. Like uh, they call themselves like water chemists. So um, they, do, they deal a lot with the purified water industry, you know, learning a lot about the filtration and the technologies that uh, purify water. Um, so, so yeah. Um, why, I think the reason why uh, I did Romans and the Fine Water Academy, I think it's um, more accessible, you know, and English, more importantly. You know, these courses are con conducted in English. Um, yeah, so 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 um, it's just more readily accessible for myself when I first want to start off, you know, in this industry, and when I first started to be curious about the, the topic of water. Um, yeah, I think the, the most accessible causes are both the dormant and the fine water academy. Yeah, yeah. So you you used the degree. I think we have spoken many many years ago. So you used the degree because you knew you wanted to do something with water and. As soon as you are finished, you started a distribution company, right? You're just not working just for Vichy Catalan, but you're distributing a portfolio or you're starting in distributing a portfolio. So can you tell us a little bit about your, your vision for your distribution company? Yeah, so um, I started off being uh, very, very ambitious, a bit too ambitious. What I was so excited about uh, the many different brands uh, of water available in the market, you know, and in Europe. So many different brands um, bringing different uh, things to the table, you know. Um, but um, as you start, as you start um, selling, distributing the, the water, you realize that you really have to focus on uh, the portfolio and on some specific brands that are more, uh, I guess, accessible to the to the to, to the market. Um, I realized that um, the customer they get they get confused easily, you know. They get if there's too much information or there's too many brands, um, they, they are not able to absorb. So um, selling the water, talking about the water, being able to market the water is also an essential skill set. So um, being technical about the water, you know, like what I learned in Domans, that is useful. But when you, when you try to uh, talk about uh, these technical stuff to uh, the average person on the street, uh, they may not understand or they may not want to understand, you know. Uh, so um, it's tricky, you know. This business is tricky. You really got to uh, go straight to the point and to to really understand how to, to, to market uh, uh, these brands and to really focus, really, uh, not be too ambitious. Like I, I started off wanting to distribute at least 10 brands, you know, of water brands, you know, in Singapore. Uh, that was quite ambitious. So now, um, so far, um, I have three brands, concentrating on three brands, but um, um, slowly, you know, we, we expand this collection, you know, to different parts of the market because we are only really at the very, I think, honestly speaking, we are only really at the beginning, you know, um, of this trend um, and many more years to come. And um, we need, we definitely need more people to understand this, understand about water. We need more water swimmers to talk about water. So we are only just at the beginning. 
So what what made your decision on the three brands? So which three brands do you have in your portfolio right now and why you choose this particular three brands? So um, at the moment, I have uh, Vichy Catalan, you know, uh, the Spanish water. Um, so um, the reason why I have this brand because I thought it was so special. It tastes unlike, really unlike any sparkling uh, water on, on the market, in, on the general market. Um, most sparkling water, most sparkling waters are not so rich in minerals, you know. So um, the result is that for the Asian palate, um, it tends to be a bit more sour. So actually, in, in general, Asians don't really like to drink sparkling water, you know, compared to uh, uh, the Europeans, I would say. Um, so, um, and one of the reasons is because it's a bit like acidic, it's sour because of the carbonic acid inside the water. But for Vichy, it's a bit different because it's so rich in minerals. So um, it tastes more savory than sour. In fact, you don't really feel like it's sour. So um, it tastes a lot like, um, as I shared with you just now as well, um, it tastes a lot like a, um, um, a sports drink, but without uh, the sugars and preservatives and artificial flavorings, you know. So this is something very unique. And I think so far, um, people are picking it up slowly. Um, they find that it tastes, uh, it tastes good. So... So I think this product has quite a big potential, you know, in, in, in the Asian market. Um, the other two brands that I'm carrying, so one is um, Hilden. So Hilden is the, you know, the royal water, also a very special water because it's the water by, uh, carried, uh, drunk by the royal family. So um, it's, it's about building this, uh, you know, it's, about, it's, about the, it's the branding. This is more about the, the royal branding, you know. Um, a more um, elevated status you know, for customers who drink this water. So this is for a little bit more higher end, I would say. Um, and then for, there's a generic water that I carry, uh, which is Harrogate Spring Water. So this is one of the largest private brands in the UK as well. Um, and the special thing about Harrogate is more on the packaging. So like we, we, we know that um, um, plastic pollution, you know, is quite a big, it's quite a, it's, 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 it's getting a lot of attention, you know, in the media these days and people are, a lot of people are talking about it. So, um, I think what Harrogate has come up with is a good product, you know, to be more uh, sustainable because they use more than uh, 50% recycled materials in its packaging. So it's not so much about the water, you know, but more about the packaging and how it's more environmentally friendly. So, which is why I started off with these three brands. Um, there were plans for more brands, um, more brands to be carried. Um, I mean, coming from Europe, you will know that there are a lot of mineral waters there that are very rich in specific minerals that are good for your body. You know, magnesium, calcium, um, all the way on the other end of the spectrum, there are waters that are very low in mineral. Uh, so those waters, they are marketed as, say, like baby waters. Um, yeah, so, so I think there's a lot of uh, potential. It's just that uh, we cannot be too ambitious to, to do everything at once, you know, because people in general still don't understand water. So it, it's, it's going to need some time, you know, and you need, you need a lot more water sommeliers around, you know, to, to, to talk about the, the product, to talk about water, you know. Otherwise, most people just think that it's the same. And even till today, a lot of people still can't, they don't understand the difference. They don't understand why... Uh, the difference between a purified water and a natural mineral water, you know, you just go for the cheapest brand on the on the on the shelf. So so yeah, there's a lot a lot to do for, for us. 
Yeah, distribution is difficult. Distribution is really difficult. And I, I, I think sometimes it's even more difficult than starting a brand. I think, you know, the really, really brave people go into distribution. If you're not so <laughs> super brave, you go into <laughs> You start a water brand if you're just half into it. But the really brave people start a distribution company. And we have been talking to, to Sam for, you know, almost two years now and um, working with him on, on the portfolio. And I remember the days when the number was 10, 12 waters in the, in the portfolio list. And yeah. I remember Sam driving around all around the world and really wanting to meet with the brands in order to distribute them. So really building this relationship. And yeah. I think it worked very well with some brands, but you also have some fantastic stories for how some brands really don't see how important a distributor and especially a portfolio distributor is for them and how they do not interact with the, with the distributors. And I don't know if you want to dive in a little bit, but you told us a really great story about you flying to Naples in Italy and wanting to meet with Ferrarelli, and they did everything not to meet with you. So I thought that's really, really fascinating in the relationship between the distributors and the brands. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, it's a very... Uh it's a very important relationship, you know, um, the distributor needs um, all the support it can get um, from uh, the supplier, I would say. Um, it's difficult, it's difficult because, um, so, okay, okay, let me share a bit more about, about, about this, so about my experience as a distributor. So, um, um, basically, there are, um, there are quite a few brands already in the market, and they are the very, very big brands. You know, and they're very successful and everybody knows their, the names of these brands, be it uh, purified water or natural mineral water. You know, I mean, um, there are these big brands. So if you're bringing a new brand in, um, usually there is in a way like a conflict or a conflict of interest between uh, the, the distributor and the supplier in a sense that because the distributor doesn't, the brand doesn't belong to the distributor, right? So, um, but when you bring a new brand to a market, you need marketing dollar to market the brand. Yeah, and this, this, costs, this costs money. So the distributor will be hesitant to put in too much money to market this because you never know when the, the, the brand, if, if it succeeds, then maybe another, another more powerful or bigger distributor they may just come in you know, and, and, and say, you know, I've committed to this amount of volume, you know, and then, and then uh, uh, yeah, and seal another deal, you know. And, 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 and so there's this, I would say conflict of interest in that sense. Whereas if you look at how the big brands, the very, very big brands, how they do it, is that they have dedicated marketing teams, you know, uh, from the original brand itself, um, working to market the product in, in the country. And the distributor, they simply just focus on distribution. Actually, for, as a distributor, the, the real challenge is actually the logistics behind it. You know, I mean, if you talk to uh, Aqua Amore in, in the UK, they tell you that oh, we are not doing, we are not in the water business. We are in the logistics business because the key challenge. It is true. It's really the logistics, you know, about bringing the product to the consumer. So if a lot of um, effort and money is being spent to bring this to ensure that the product is being brought in the right condition, in the right, you know, everything to the customer, then um, um, who is going to concentrate on on marketing it in the sense? 
in the sense of like creating, uh, like launching marketing campaigns, um, thinking about the branding, the packaging, whether it suits the local market, etc., etc. There needs to be uh, a marketing team, and a lot of times, uh, smaller distributors like myself, we just don't have this marketing muscle, you know, or marketing design teams, social media teams, or you know, things like that, to to really push the branding and the and the marketing campaigns for of the water brand, you know. So the big brands, um, I mean, Evian, uh, San Pellegrino, uh, Aquapana. They have very strong marketing teams and uh, the marketing teams, the marketing dollar, they don't come from the distributor, they come from the brands themselves. So that's the key difference. Um, I would say, you know, working um, a smaller distributor compared to a larger distributor. Also a bigger brand, a bigger water brand compared to a smaller water brand. So, so yeah, that's what, that's what um, the smaller brands, the smaller distributors are up against, essentially. Yeah, it's it's. I think, it, and you get a very good point there, Sam, because it is obviously not that easy when you have the big boys playing in the same boat, like what you mm -hmm. just said. Like they have marketing dollars, what a smaller brand obviously don't have at all. Yes. But I think the benefit, and that is like where the smaller brand maybe doesn't see the benefit still yet of a water sommelier, because we water sommeliers love to discover new brands all the time. We're like yes. eager to taste all the time different waters. That is like mm. the whole idea behind a water sommelier in your brain. You're just like, I want to have more. Are you like a sponge? You want to have more and more water all the time with you. And you want to yes. taste that. And when I have a suddenly like discovered a new brand, what I never knew about before, but it has a very unique taste for me and I love the story behind it, I will go nuts to support them because I just love that water suddenly so much that I'm saying, oh my God, this is so cool. I gotta bring this on this show. I gotta bring this on that. I gotta bring this on this Facebook video. So they will gain actually so much recognition suddenly by a water sommelier. Then a big yes. company would spend millions of dollars in marketing dollars to acquire, obviously, and purchase the minutes of the media attention. And I think yes. that is the big concept of a water sommelier. We saw it on your video, what you just did on Facebook, or not just it. How old is that video? I just saw it. I just been forwarded that video, but it was remarkably done. A month old with uh, Mass Daily, yeah, about a month old. Yeah. What a great video. And the videos, and I highly recommend everybody. We, we sent me over the link, Sam, because I will put them the link into the description here on, on our YouTube channel that people can click that and can see the video. It's a very, very well done video. It's very exciting, very entertaining. It's very good, very lively. But this video got clearly plays on the concept of portfolio, different waters. There are people around the world who can actually taste the differences in water and the water can do this and this and this and this to your life. When you would be a portfolio drinker with, or like when you would be working for just one brand and you're just talking about one brand the whole time, that video would not have been in existence. No. So the concept of the water sommelier and of the media attention, what is even organically produced, what is way better than a paid advertising, is the brilliant concept of a water sommelier. And I can highly recommend every water company to really think their idea of how they are like marketing themselves because people love options and people love the idea of 
out of the box thinking and the out of the box concept is clearly the water sommelier yes. and the portfolio and the water has taste and when we would have 10 or 15 different brands together and we would promote this even more that hey water has taste and a Vichy is amazing but a Hilton is great too they're so yeah. different waters like Hilton yeah. tiny bubbles easy to swallow great for wine even great water versus Vichy the opposite Bold bubbles, strong in taste, a little bit salty in the aftertaste. The enemy for wine for me, like it's the enemy. You don't want to drink Vichy when you want to drink wine, but you want to drink Vichy after the wine to help you fight the hangover maybe because maybe you had a little bit too much wine. So it's a yeah. function water in this moment. So yeah. it has a relationship and that is the idea of a water sommelier to tell the stories and to tell like, hey, that water's great for this and this water's great for that and that water's great for this. When all these water companies would realize that, how important that is, and not saying, oh, but I'm just water brand A, I don't care, I don't want to support water brand B, they're idiots. They're like, when we would all support ourselves, we would raise the whole category of water way higher because the enemy, in my opinion, is purified water. That is the <laughs> real danger of, of, of bottled water because they don't care about Mother Nature, because for them, it doesn't matter where their spring, or not even springs, so or where their source of that water is located, they don't care. It can be everywhere. So they're just pulling municipal source water out of the grounds, um, highly filtrating it, highly processing it, putting so much energy into this, and then selling it as a premium water. Obviously, nothing is premium about that. And then other brands who are actually coming from a natural current source who are so, so important for them. They're thinking about everything, what is surrounding the source. They're surrounding the nature. They want to promote the nature. They're like very, very proud of their water. They're like, Jesus, how is that short? It's more expensive to, to have a spring water source built and shipping it from A to B than a purified water who just takes factory water and puts it in a plastic bottle. Exactly. Yeah, sure. And then you see it on the shelf as a consumer. And you see Vishikai Land for two or three dollars, and then you see some other brand for ninety-nine cents. So the regular consumer will say, "Oh, it's all water." So I'm going to the ninety-nine cents water because it's all the same. But yeah. it's definitely not the same. So how is the consumer Sam in Singapore? So you said as well in the beginning, like okay, there are a lot of consumers who like obviously saying, "Oh, it's all the same. It's water," and you mm -hmm. are the water sommelier you now in Singapore and saying. No, 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 no. There's a little bit more to detect than just water. So how do yeah. you do that? How do you engage with Singapore clients? So in Singapore, uh, the, the, the biggest brands are all, like, in the, in, like in the US, uh, purified water brands. You know, they come from the tap, you know, and um, they, are the, they are not the cheap. Well, so the, the really dirt cheap waters, those are like the distilled waters, you know, those that really just take everything out. Um, and, and, you know, distilled waters have quite a strong taste, right? You know, um, and, and, and um, those are the cheapest. Um, but then, uh, so these water companies, they, 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 they grew a bit smarter, you know, so they, they started adding minerals into it because they know that the consumer doesn't like the, the strong distilled taste. So they add some minerals to it, so it becomes like a remineralized uh, pure, purified water uh, to soften the taste so that it doesn't taste so unpleasant. 
but the price is still uh, very affordable, you know, much, much lower than uh, uh, imported spring waters. So that's, that's where the consumer is heading now. You know, they are buying these uh, remineralized uh, purified tap waters. Uh, and these are the dominant, dom just two brands in Singapore, 60% of the market, you know. And uh, yeah, so how do I convince them? Uh, well, so it's really through, uh, I guess, media and then uh, bit by bit, uh, I do like water tastings uh, with people um, and through word of mouth. Um, I would say overall, it's still, uh, it's still a slow process, you know, and um, it's slowed down even more with COVID because um, I can't do any tastings and I'm actually not allowed to. So uh, even till today, so um, so that's that's the limiting factor. But of course, I'm trying to think of ways to get around this, like doing virtual tastings, which I think you are doing as well. So so like we we um think of like like having like a a a, a pack with maybe like twelve ten to twelve waters, you know, and then you label them. Uh, you have purified. You have the natural mineral waters. You can label them according to the mineral levels. Something like that, you know, and put a bit of information into that, that package, and you send them off to uh, 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 people, you know, and you do a virtual a virtual tasting. So um, I'm still working on that at the moment. Uh, I think it's a good idea, you know, to to be building building on that. Uh, so yeah, so at the moment, it's really still uh, still still a work in progress, bit by bit. Um, yeah by word of mouth and, and a lot of like networking people because I think people generally they are interested in water uh, because I mean it's something that we drink every day and a lot of people still don't know much about it so they get very interested when you when you when you tell them that hey do you know that there's a difference between this and this so people are generally very curious you know and and so I think that's, so so that makes it easier you know people are more willing to try to, to give it a shot, you know. Um, I think most of the time, people, they do taste the difference. It's just that they can't explain. They don't know why, you know. And they question themselves. They question their own taste buds. So when, you, when, when I come in to assure them that, hey, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with your taste buds, you know, because there is really a difference. And let me, give, let me bring some sense to it. Let me bring some uh, science to it, you know. Um, and then, uh, yeah, people, people take you seriously. And when you when you actually prove them wrong, so like, you know for the video I did with Nas Daily, so you know when when he first found out about me, um, he he thought I was a scam. <laughs> yeah, so he invited me to meet him because he, he was so curious, like like are you for real? So so I met him and I did like a water tasting with him, and that really convinced him. So um, once you convince him, uh, like beyond reasonable, like. He was like absolutely convinced that hey, there's there is a taste, and and finally he knows why there is taste. So he was so willing to do a video, you know, about it, you know, to tell the world. So so yeah, really glad that I got a chance to do this. So so yeah, it's um yeah, still still work in progress, you know, to, to get more people to know about this. But most importantly, we need more people, more water sommeliers, definitely, yeah. Um, absolutely. I think you, you need a portfolio. Absolutely. And I also think Martin had a, a, a very good point um, in what he said previously, because we all know there, there is no best water. I think that's really important. 
we we understand that brands are very passionate and we talk to the brands and they tell us i have the best water but we know what they mean they mean i'm very passionate about my water i really like my water but they do realize that their water is part of a portfolio it has a certain character but it's not the best water unfortunately some brands really push the line very hard in saying i have the best water in the world which maybe makes sense from their not very sophisticated marketing strategy but they just need to imagine we have 25 brands and each of the brands tell you they have the best water in the world what is the consumer saying to this is saying uh, this all is bullshit because 25 waters cannot be all the best water so water is just water i think that's really really a danger so we understand the passion of some of the brands but the portfolio is really important and for the brands to realize their water has a certain character unique character but is not the, the best water and martin had this interesting point he compared the social media to advertising and i was just reminded that the brands that tell you they have the best water are usually the bigger brands and the brands that do a lot of advertising and in the advertising they tell you they have the best water and the brands that understand they need to play in a portfolio and they have unique characteristics are the brands that using more social media and elevating the category from the processed water to the natural waters but play in a category in a portfolio and i think the water sommelier really comes in very strongly on the side of the portfolio brands that know they have a unique characteristics and the sommelier is the spokesperson for a portfolio for the category to tell people like sam does in uh, in singapore that water is not just water has different characteristics but the most important thing there is no best water and the sooner big brands realize that i think the better it will be absolutely I fully agree i fully agree with this um people people always ask in fact it's usually the the most is the most common question like which is the best water people always ask they just want a quick answer you know but yeah there is no best water every every water brings value you know a different value to, to the table so i always encourage people to drink widely and to yeah it's i mean it's such it's such a, a wonderful product and it gives you so many different experiences different waters give you so many different experiences so enjoy all of it you know don't just limit yourself to one you know always tell people <laughs> and i love that you're saying this and because it's the same for me with wine and i know with back in the days for michael the same like we we all love to drink wine and other beverages too um but i don't want to drink every day a riesling i don't want to drink every day a champagne or every day a pinot noir or every day a cabernet sauvignon it's all about the different flavors of wine what get me excited why i love wine because there's so many different amazing flavors in wine what i can detect by water it's the same so why i and everybody's like then think like so martin so what are you doing at home you think i have at least 12 or 15 different waters all the time what i'm choosing back and forth and they're like what and they are thinking i just have like tons of one product here you think no why i should do that that's kind of boring as a water someone to drink every day just the same water i want to drink different waters and that is the whole point behind the beauty of taste and exactly. and then yeah and then they're starting to think like 
Oh, that makes sense. So I think you have to break it down very easily for the consumer in the beginning, um, yes. especially in our profession as water sommeliers, because trust me, I have the same impact. Like when I'm getting a reach out to some people, they're thinking first, is he for real? Is this like really like, it's not from a, from a satire magazine or something. Is he really like talking that he's a water sommelier? Is this actually yeah. what he really thinks? Or is he a comedian or is he... In Hollywood, who plays a role as a water sommelier or whatever, and the same what you had. And the best thing is, and that's the reason why we water sommelier is getting, I would say, 99% positive press. Because the people who are saying, like, okay, I really don't believe in this, but I want to try it out at least. And then I will decide if I'm doing something with you or not, or how the sequence goes. So we're doing a water tasting with them, and then their own palate will actually tell them, oh yes. my God. Oh my God, this is crazy. I don't even know what's happening right now. And that is always the cool thing about, it's like my best, that's the best situation in my life. When I have these people looking at me like drinking one and they're like, oh my God, what is this? And then they always, and then this surprise for them, like I never thought what I had taste. For them, it's something, it's, it's almost like showcasing them by the way, we have a second planet suddenly. And they're like, what? There's a second planet I can live on? Like, this is for them something so out of the box and so extreme that a lot of people are almost like, you changed my life. It's literally like they think and they're saying sometimes to me, Martin, you literally changed my life today. I will never, ever think about water in the same way. And that is yeah. a really, really cool thing. And hopefully, Sam, you have the same the same impact in Singapore. Same, exactly the same. It gives me uh, limitless satisfaction, and I haven't been proven wrong not even once till today. You know, in fact, it's always the other way around. I've always been proving people wrong uh, with great success. You know, people always come in with, yeah, yeah, are you sure? You know, I don't think so. Now nah, you're joking. You know, it's all the same, and they get proven wrong all the time. And, and um, yeah, it, it really feels, and, and when people tell me that, um, that they will never look at water the same or they never taste water the same again, it gives me great satisfaction as a water sommelier. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud to be, to do what I'm doing. I mean, even if I'm not a distributor today, you know, um, I mean, there's always a slight conflict of interest, I guess, between a distributor and a water sommelier. Because as a water sommelier, you must be impartial. You know, but of course, as a distributor, you want to promote your brands, right? But I always try my best, you know, to be as impartial and impartial. And and I I love all natural mineral water brands, even the big brands. You know, I always even even myself, I I promote the, the big brands. You know, I don't say like, oh, this brand is too common, it's not nice, it's blah blah blah. No, for me, if it's a natural mineral water, and I taste that it is a natural mineral water. It's, a, it's good, you know. I say it's good, you know. It is what it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, 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 I just love what I do. <laughs> yeah. And thanks. Really, thanks for. I, have to, I really have to thank both you and uh, Michael for for really uh, inspiring me and for leading me uh, from the beginning. You know, when I first started this. Um, yeah. I, it was really uh, both of y'all that really uh, that really brought me to this. Like. Yeah, so, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Okay, don't blame us. Don't blame us, Sim. 
You're not responsible. <laughs> Please. Okay. Now, we need to talk about food as well. We cannot talk about with someone in Singapore and not talk about, uh, talk about food. And mm. if you're a real foodie, you already have been there. If, if you're thinking about going, I would definitely recommend to go as soon as you can go. It's really a fantastic intersection. Usually you go to a place and you have a local cuisine, but the local cuisine there is the intersection of so many cultures. So it's, it's amazing. We cannot just, you know, start listing it. And mm. there are also uh, a lot of uh, cultural tradition which uh, reject alcohol and wine. So I'm wondering, Sam, <clears throat> do you see uh, an opportunity there for a larger portfolio that also really caters to some of the food traditions that are very, very different, right, from, from very like seafood dishes to very, you know, flavorful and, and spicy dishes? So do you think there's a real opportunity there for matching waters with food and using the food culture as a way to get the water culture, so to speak, into, into the experience. And as we know, it's all about uh, experience. Yeah, so uh, definitely I, I, I do see this opportunity. It's just that for Singapore, um, it is quite a tiny market, you know, like the, the population is really small. So... In a, in a way, um, um, there's a limit to how many brands you can promote that can exist, coexist together and still make a pot and still, I guess, profit, you know, in, in, in this uh, small space. So uh, I would see that as a limitation, but definitely with, uh, I mean, Singapore is really rich. The food, the food, the, so many different cultures coming together, as you said, the intersection uh, this, the Malay culture, Indian culture, Chinese culture, and so many different uh, dialect cultures, you know, from, from all around. So um, very rich cultures, and that can definitely, if if definitely, ideally, you know, um, there is a good, sizable, you know, portfolio of waters that we can talk about that we can use to pair and match with uh, different foods. So. Um, yeah, that's my wish. You know, I wish, I wish for that as well. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, definitely. I think there's there's potential for 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 that. Um, yeah, yeah. This is my take on it. <laughs> hmm. Sorry, I can't hear. I can't hear. Here oh. we go. Sorry, my sound was off for a second. Um, so Sam, what is the next step for you in Singapore? Where do you see yourself? Obviously with COVID-19, everything is a little bit restricted. I don't want to yeah. say COVID will disappear at one point. I think we will live with COVID in a new way, and, and but oh, like wow. a more normal way at one point as well, when we have a vaccine, when we have, um, I think like when we, when we know exactly what we're fighting off here, but that we're going back to a more normal new normal. So what is the next step in Singapore for you with uh, the Water Sommelier distribution brand? So uh, for me, um, so uh, COVID has definitely made a very big impact because uh, um, all the F&B establishments are being affected by it. Um, Singapore is very, because Singapore is the intersection, you know, and it's the travel hub, you know, of Southeast Asia. It's very heavily dependent on on tourism, on business travel, 
uh, which has all but disappeared at the moment, you know. So um, the industries that are most badly affected, um, travel industry, hospitality industry, F&B industry. Um, and, and it's going to be like that for, I think, the next one to two years at least. Um, even after a vaccine is discovered, it's going to take time before um, it gets fully you know, um, accessible to everyone. So um, for, now, for now, it's tough, I would say. Uh, but uh, I mean, life still has to go on and um, uh, there's a need to engage the customer on social media more, uh, to, to go digital, um, to use um, the e-commerce platforms. So in, in Asia, the big e-commerce platforms are like, like um, Shopee, Lazada, um, like Amazon. In, you know, in, Amazon is biggest you know, in, 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 the, in Europe, but in Singapore, it's more like Shopee, Lazada, and a few more. So um, it's, to, it's to utilize these uh, platforms. Um, but of course, I'm also thinking long term. So um, first of all, I, first, first of all, my, my job is to um, ensure that, um, that I get enough traction with the, the, the brands that I'm, I'm currently distributing in Singapore. Um, once it reaches a certain level where it can be stable, then um, I'm definitely open to expanding the range that I have. I mean, there's so many things that are in my head, you know, so many different categories that I can focus on in terms of the health categories, the luxury categories. These things, these categories are all very, they all have very good potential here in Singapore. It's just that um, at the moment due to COVID, um, 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 there's, there's, there's a lot of limitation. Yeah. So um, as, I, as I shared with you just now, there's also a need for, for as a distributor myself, there's a need to focus, you know, on the brands, on the current brands and to ensure that they have enough uh, traction. Uh, and once you hit that, then you can expand, you know, further. So, so, um, so yeah, so, so it's, it's still a long way to go, I would say. And um, with, as I said, we're only just at the beginning. So um, I'm excited, you know, for what's to come, um, especially after the COVID. COVID period. So um, I guess we just wait and see, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, diffi it's difficult time. We're talking to a lot of people, brands and distributors, and they all say the same thing, you know. They're still yes, around, yeah. which is a good thing. You, you're still around and you will be around when this is over. But then the next opportunity starts. And it's, I, I also see a, a big, um, very interesting opportunity, what, what's happening right now. So if you think most people right now consider, the, consider an individual brand the product of, the, of a distribution company. So, you know, you have, you know, your, the three of your brands and you're marketing three different brands. But I think there's also an opportunity to not consider the brand as the product, but consider the portfolio as the product. So you're not marketing individual brands, you're marketing the idea of a portfolio. And this yeah. ties into the idea of that you can now match water with food, have different experiences with water, and it doesn't come from three, four, six different brands. It comes from one product, and the product is the portfolio. So I really see an opportunity for portfolio distributors to focus stronger on marketing 
the portfolio and not marketing the individual brands. Of course, it's easy for me to say here, I'm sitting here, I have no warehouse, I have no business, <laughs> and I'm telling distributors how to do things. And, I definitely and, agree. I definitely agree with uh, your, I think the portfolio is very important. And I, I mean, I wanted to start with a portfolio and um, it's, it's, it's a great idea. It's a great, it's just that um, when it comes to execution, then there's a limitation because um, water is not so easy to import and export, you know, um, there's, um, and it's a volume game. That's the issue here, you know, the, it's, it's, a, it's a volume game and because the margins are, to say, you know, low, you know, per bottle. So, 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 um, and also there's a lot of like health regulation. Uh, there's a lot of like lab tests that uh, you have to do and, and these tests are not uh, cheap. They're very, very pricey. So um, all this additional cost comes into play and then definitely there's a marketing cost, you know, where you have to fuck up money to market. So, 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 so that's the, the difficulty of uh, the execution, you know. Um, otherwise, um, I mean, if, if there's a way to overcome these difficulties, that's definitely the portfolio. And I mean, even as I'm saying, saying all this, um, I mean, the, 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 the grand idea, you know, the ultimate goal is to have is to have that portfolio, is to build that, that portfolio, you know, with um, many, with sizable number of brands touching many different categories, you know. So, um, working towards it, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we are all on the same page, like that options, distribution, and a portfolio is obviously the next big thing, but it's not that easy. It's not just like, hey, I have 25 different amazing brands now. Let's push this through the restaurant channels. This is yeah. not that easy. And, and the fun thing is here in America, I'm doing this now since 2011. Michael, you're doing this since way earlier. A uh, lot of people still don't believe in it. And they saw now, I don't know how many hit press presses. I have, I have, I don't know how many like extra sheets where I can showcase that a water menu is actually a revenue center for a restaurant. And still, a lot of restaurants saying, oh no, we just have one brand. They're completely missing out. It's for me fascinating how, and let's, let's, I will use the word stupid for this, because that's for me amazing how a restaurant owner can be that stupid to leave money on the table and to give, and it's not just about making money with the waters, it's giving the guests as well an experience because that's all what we're looking for, I think, in the hotel and restaurant business. We want to give experiences to our guests and a water menu is a great experience. It worked at Raisin Stark Bar and this was a concept because a lot of people are saying as well, oh, Martin, that just works in high-end hotels or high-end restaurants. Raisin Stark Bar, cafeteria at the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. People went nuts on the water menu over there. So we had like everybody there. Patina restaurant, high-end Michelin restaurant, worked. Mm. Hollywood Bowl, people who just want to go to the Hollywood Bowl, listen to music. The water menu, big success. Petit Amitage, a very easygoing, floating West Hollywood boutique hotel. They all want to relax there. They're pooling Totally different concept again for all other restaurants. I did the water menu. We have the water menu since a month now. Place the water sales like whoop, like like this. We're selling one to two bottles Svalbardi now per week for one hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. 
think about this. Unheard of a patina restaurant at, at Petit Hermitage that flies from the shelf suddenly. It's crazy. And we have now 18 different brands at the wow. water menu at Petit Hermitage and they're all selling. So wow. when people are saying, oh no, the portfolio, no, it's too much work. I don't know. Then I'm telling the same people, okay, so how many wines do you have? Yeah, we have around six right now, way too much. You just should do one white, one red, and maybe when you're fancy a rosé. They will say like, now nah, that's crazy, Martin. We need, a, we, need, we need a selection for our guests. They're demanding that. They're saying, here we go. We're doing the same with water, actually. Huh? People need options, and people want options. That's the reason in the grocery store these days, when I'm walking in here, they have at least 40 different brands now as well on the shelf. So they just mm -hmm. don't have one brand. They have 40. Okay, 30%, uh, 30, 35 of these brands I would not touch because they're purified. So actually, it's all the same for me. But the other brands are incredible, amazing, and there's so much to discover. But anyhow, we almost have an hour. Um, Sam, is there something we missed? Is there something you would love to tell our podcast listeners to like, hey, what is a good, a good saying from a Singapore, one of the most famous Singapore water summer game? What's <laughs> Here we go. Uh, um, I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's a, a question. Um, I guess, um, I think this one, I, I, I just, we had just comment on, 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 on the portfolio and on, and on your comments about um, restaurants not wanting to have this portfolio. You know, it's so crazy, you know, sometimes to, to, you know, so I'm carrying Vichy Catalan, right? And you would think that um, if you are a Spanish restaurant, it would make complete sense for you to carry a Spanish water. And you would be proud to carry a Spanish water, right? But you'd be amazed that some restaurants don't think that way. Yeah. Because they're just so... I don't know. They're just so... Uh, I don't limited in their view or, or it's called short time thinking. I think this <laughs> is the word what we should use. They are short time thinking because they're getting money from a big water brand. Like, hey, you're just having this brand, you don't sell anything else, and we're giving you five thousand dollars. This is how that happens here in America. This is the business model. They're getting a cash money check once and then they're having a contract for two or three or four or five years with one brand. What they're okay. losing on revenue in the long run, they don't even think about this. And on media attention, the media opportunity, that is crazy. When I started for Patina Restaurant, all the water menus, the, the PR company of the Patina Restaurant group came to me and said, this is, you could not put a dollar amount on that. How much, how much revenue and how much money we would, we would have spent to get all this media attention into the channels for the Patina restaurant group. So a restaurant person, again, who says, oh, a water menu is something uh, that doesn't make sense for me. No, you're stupid, sir. Yeah, literally, you're stupid. Sorry to use this very, very harsh word. Yeah. It looks like Sam, you also have your work cut out for you in, in Singapore. It's not only us here suffering with stupid restaurant people. It looks like it's a, it's a global distribution. So good luck with that. If we can help you, please let us know. And thanks. And very good seeing you again. Good luck. Stay safe. Really nice to chat with both of you.
pretty nice. And thanks again, Sam. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I agree with you, Sam. We need to come to Singapore or you coming over here to Hollywood. And we need, we need to meet and I want to meet and want to have a glass of water with you. And for yeah. the rest of us, look, look at this again. My water glass is already empty again. That is not possible. Obviously, because I'm always saying to the end, we all need to be thirsty and hydrating ourselves. Therefore, to all the listeners and not to just Sam and Michael, uh, we want to hydrate on a personal level, but I want to hydrate with everybody here who's listening to us. And, you know, to the end of this podcast, stay thirsty, stay hydrated, and drink real water from a real source. Cheers, everybody.